Hi there, hello and welcome to another marvellous episode, a sparkling, shiny, bright, lovely, beautiful episode of A Guy in Brunei. And this guy in Brunei is listening to some wonderful smoochy moochy Italiano music and uh, that means that I have taken myself away from the grind. It's not much of a grind to be honest with you. I'm reading volume two of Carl Ove Knorsgaard's My Struggle, Mein Kampf, aka My Struggle. And incoming we have a cappuccino. That's beautiful. A lovely cappuccino coming in there. Thank you very much. And uh, we might even get some snacks in a minute. So we have taken ourselves, I've taken it upon myself. I must stop talking about myself in the third person. Let me have a little slurp of this cappuccino. Mmm. Mmm. A little bit on the hot side. Um, I've taken it upon myself to have a... I had a failed reading day yesterday. Went to Mabahai, sat down, and got distracted. If you're reading on the iPad, it is an occupational hazard that you think, mm, let's see what's happening on the internet, in the papers, on YouTube. There's so many things that might stimulate me a little bit more. Your neurons go off and you think, oh, let's just try this, that or the other. This background music's quite difficult to talk over, but I'm doing my best. So today I thought, yeah, I really only got uh, more like an hour and a half's reading in, but it took me six hours to do it in fits and starts. I thought today I'm going to make a bit more of a concerted effort to do it. So, hey, got up a little bit earlier uh, than uh, has been my habit in the holidays, and I got stuck in. Now, um, what do you need to know about Carl Ove Norsgaard? Uh, well, what you need to know about him is that he is the literary sensation of Norway, if not the world at the moment. His six-volume series, I didn't realise, hasn't actually been completely uh, released. Volume six is not due to be released until August the 30th. This is very current stuff. Now, um, the Norwegian original of volume one, I think, was originally released in 2009. And the subsequent series of, uh, well, currently it's six novels. I think they've all been published in Norwegian. But the English translation has not been... Uh, has not been published yet of, for volume number six, has become such a sensation in Norway that they estimate between one and two people in every ten have read a Carl Uwe Norsgaard book or have read the series. Uh, so much uh, is the effect on the Norwegian populace that, so I've heard, that they declare certain days... Uh, non-Karl Uwe Norsgaard days. In other words, the employees cannot discuss his novels because it was affecting productivity. Now, I need to find a, a, a different source for that story because that's uh, touted in literary... It's a little literary preamble to interviews. So I haven't actually seen a, a separate news article on that. Anyway, the fact remains is that he is incredibly... Um, interesting writer. He's very current. He's Norwegian, but he's cosmopolitan. Um, his inspirations are, um, well, other Norwegian writers, 
um, Marcel Proust, obviously, because he has um, a penchant for real minutiae when it comes to his descriptions um, of life. I mean, one of his characters famously says, um, you know what, you could make going to the loo uh, interesting um, and make it last for, you know, three pages. And he does. He does make very humdrum, mundane things, a sort of springboard, I think it's fair to say. So it's not that, you know, going to the toilet or drinking a cup of coffee or going shopping or taking his preschool daughter to the nursery. It's not that these incidents are interesting as and of themselves. He makes them interesting because he he uses them as a springboard to describe how these quite mundane, quite normal things of life go, uh, how they affect him and how he responds to them. So, uh, yeah, and he's a very deep thinker. He's a very sensitive man. Um, I'm reading volume two at the moment and whenever he gets a free moment from childcare duties because the, the volume two seems to be preoccupied with his marriage and subsequent childcare because he has very young children in the novel to take care of. Whenever he gets time, he slips into a second-hand bookstore and he's fascinated with, um, for an author, he's unduly, not unduly, but he is very fascinated by visual arts. Constable Turner, uh, Rembrandt, he's fascinated by the effect of those painters on him. As I speak, I'm actually in a, in a Italian cafe surrounded by interesting paintings. Some of them original, some of them, I think I've got a Canaletto on my left, I think I've got an original painting next to it. Uh, I wouldn't know though, I think I've got Van Gogh uh, next to me, some abstract canvas. In fact, I have got a terrific amount of uh, mounted artwork, photography, there's a picture of the Sultan and his wife, um, boats on shells, all sorts of paraphernalia that I choose not to have around my place because, as you may or may not know, I have uh, made a decision to live a very minimalist lifestyle and part of that aesthetic is to not put things up on walls but I'm very envious about people who do put down roots who are in one place for longer than a year or two years and uh, as I have had those moments in my life and who frame artwork photography that means something to them and has a sense and and, and it gives a sense of belonging a sense of identity uh, but quite how I've managed to uh, shun that right now. Um, <laughs> so, well, I've managed to do it. And the benefit, of course, of, of not, of traveling light, it means that if I do decide to move on, um, I don't have any heart-wrenching um, situation where, you know, I'm selling everything and losing a lot of money. So I've, yeah, I've decided the best thing to do with um, money is to not spend it just basically that you know just don't spend it spend as little of it as possible if you are pushed into spending something as a necessity i mean i reluctantly take the odd holiday now and again anyway i'm, I'm not going to turn this podcast into a diatribe on my uh thinking with regards spending every each to his own right so 
Anyway, um, that is today. That is Carl Uwe Knorsgaard's uh, My Struggle. I'm going to get back to him because I think I would like to talk about his work and the effect it's had on me. And it's been quite a profound um, effect it's had on me. I think it was the critic Zadie Smith who I don't know much about so I'm going to find out a little bit more about her but she said oh I'm only 200 pages into volume one and already I need the next volume like crack (laughs) that line stuck with me and it is a little bit like that somebody else compares it to Marmite you either love it or you hate it And, and and it has got a polarizing effect if you go to Amazon to look for reviews it's a good place actually to go and uh, test the water of people's opinions because you're going to find dozens if not hundreds of reviews of a significant popular work and you'll get you know people do take a lot of effort I don't think I've ever written a review that's probably not strictly true I think I can count on the fingers of one hand the amount of times I have written a review And I have been uh, a customer of Amazon for probably 15 to 20 years. It's quite a significant period of time. And in that time, I must have uh, filled up a couple of bookshelves with Amazon purchases, as well as other, mainly DVDs, I would imagine. Um, So, yeah, I haven't been pushed. I haven't been... Uh, compelled. I haven't felt compelled to write reviews, but a lot of people do. Goodreads is an app which I use to keep me honest about the amount of reading I do, and I like to use that to update my progress in a book. It's kind of like a virtual bookmark, except that you can highlight sections of the book, you can post them, you can uh, upload them to your social media, you can make people aware of what you're reading. I quite like that, you know. Uh, I quite like people to see what I'm reading and I imagine that people will get back to me and and have a little discussion. It it never quite works like that, but, you know, you can always hope, right? So, yeah, I will get back to Carl Ove Norsgaard, even if I was to read uh, in a really uh, obsessive fashion over the next few weeks, I don't think I will get through five volumes in time for the landing of volume six. uh, Volume six of My Struggle is due out on the 30th of August. So it's quite exciting that uh, I might be drumming my fingers, um, tapping my feet and waiting (laughs) eagerly for the latest uh, volume to arrive. That's actually quite exciting. It gives me a bit of a buzz. And uh, likewise, uh, Murakami's Killing Commendatore is uh, not due out until uh, October, I think it is, in English. It's been out for uh, 18 months, if not more, in Japan, in the Japanese original. It takes a while for somebody to, uh, to translate it. Anyway, I'll leave you with a, a little bit of random music that I might choose. And uh, that's it, I think. Okay, take it easy. Bye-bye.